Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Radiate with Rita podcast, your women's health and wellness podcast. This week, I'm going to spend some time talking about endocrine disruptors, because as I've mentioned in previous episodes, they are pretty important, especially when it comes to healing your gut and your hormone health. So I'm going to spend some time today kind of explaining what they are. I'm going to go over some examples of them, and then I'm going to explain some ways that you can start living a more low-tox lifestyle. So many of our household items, our cosmetics, our scents, like those Glade plugins, those Bath and Body Work room sprays, those candle warmers, even your skincare can actually have an impact on your hormones. And that's simply because of the fact that a lot of these items contain endocrine disrupting chemicals, which are chemicals that have the ability to increase or decrease the production of certain hormones the ability to mimic hormones like estrogen, which if you are a lady with period problems, that is definitely something to note, okay? And can even affect hormone signaling. But while this does affect women, this also impacts males too. There is some literature showing that men today have much lower testosterone levels than ever before. And I firmly believe that endocrine disruptors are playing a really huge role in this, in addition to other factors like poor gut health, stressors, etc. The endocrine disruptors that specifically mimic estrogen are called xenoestrogens, okay? And these are found in a lot of our daily products. So an example of a xenoestrogen is BPA, and this is commonly found in plastics, okay? I know a lot of us have seen BPA-free items, but there's really literature showing that these items are really not much more safe than BPA itself. But BPA can actually be a big problem. There is some literature linking it to insulin resistance and weight gain, and people think that the only way that you can gain weight is through eating in a calorie surplus. And while this is true a large majority of the time, there are other factors that can play a role with weight as well. And I've talked about endocrine disruptors and how they can affect this in the past, but BPA specifically is one that is known to you know, have a major impact on you know, things like our blood sugar, which can impact so many different aspects as our health, as I've discussed before. But realistically, if you are a woman who is struggling with period pain, infertility, you have a condition like endometriosis, then you are definitely somebody that could benefit from reducing some of these endocrine disruptors in your life. So before we talk about actual items to be you know, swapping out in your day-to-day routine, let's kind of talk about what some of these actual endocrine disruptors are so you know what to look for when you are purchasing products. So obviously I mentioned BPA, you know, BPA obviously is found in plastic, but it's also really, really um, commonly found in receipt papers and some other things too. Some other endocrine disruptors are things like your phthalates, your parabens, fragrances are a big one. And I'm talking about your synthetic fragrances. You might see some fragrances listed in some more of your low tox friendly items, but these are usually made with essential oils or something that's natural versus like the parfum fragrance that you'll see on the back of a label. These are typically synthetic fragrances. You know, some other, you know, endocrine disruptors are things like heavy metals, 
PFAs and these, like I can't remember exactly what the exact abbreviation for this is, but these are basically forever chemicals. These are known to affect the hormonal system in addition to organophosphate pesticides. Pesticides like dioxin can definitely be an issue. There is some literature potentially showing a link between dioxin exposure and endometriosis. Um, and you know that is one of the running theories of what they believe contributed to this disease, but it doesn't just affect women with endo, right? Like it's a pesticide. Pesticides, you know, obviously we can't really 100% control our exposure to them, but we really can work to make sure we are reducing our exposure through really making sure we're thoroughly washing our fruits and our vegetables, you know, making sure um, we are trying to buy organic where we can or checking out the dirty dozen list on the EWG website. The EWG website is you know, the like environmental website that will tell you all the things that you need to know about endocrine disruptors, whether or not your tap water is contaminated, you know, examples of endocrine disruptors and how to, you know, check certain products that you use in your day-to-day routine and whether or not they do contain high levels of endocrine disruptors. But my biggest thing is just recognizing that while there are a lot of things in our environment that can potentially impact our hormones and our gut health, we, like I said, we can't really con- you know, 100% prevent exposure to a lot of these things. And we really cannot strive for perfection. As I've talked about in previous episodes, I was exposed to black mold. Black mold is technically an endocrine disruptor too, but there are some people that are unable to leave those living arrangements. You know, in those instances, you know, you can work to make some other swaps in your routine to reduce the toxin toxic burden on your body. However, like, you know, mold is an issue for some people, air pollution, like I've talked about before, you know, contaminated water. There's so many things that can actually, you know, be introducing, you know, these endocrine disruptors in our day-to-day routine. And again, this is why it's important to just be a mindful consumer and not so much so that you are like literally obsessing over everything, like going into fight or flight mode when you start to think about the ingredients and the products that you're putting in or on your body. But again, you know, especially if you are a woman who does struggle with, you know, some kind of gynecologic condition, you have period pain, you're struggling with infertility, you have gut issues, then you could 100% work to reduce some of these things from your day-to-day routine because at the end of the day, every single thing that comes into contact with your body, everything that you are ingesting has to get processed through your liver. And a lot of times we don't really think about that, right? Because we're not actually seeing the direct effect of it, right? Like, you know, it's not the same as like it's allergy season, pollen's everywhere and people are sneezing and you're seeing the direct effect of that, right? People aren't really seeing the direct effect of how being, you know, exposed to fragrances every single day, unless you are somebody that's super sensitive to fragrances, okay? They're not really seeing how fragrance or these plastics are affecting them long-term, but they might start experiencing symptoms like weight gain or blood sugar issues or hormone issues, but it's not really like a direct immediate effect that you're gonna see instantly. And that's where I think the disconnect is for a lot of people they're not really able to see the effects of it. And for a lot of people, it makes it hard to kind of believe that these things can be impactful. But, you know, again, if your laundry detergent, your soap, your makeup, you know, you're drinking out of plastic water bottles every day, you know, every single thing that we're using, like all of these things are impacting us in some way, shape or form, especially if our foods being cooked in them or, you know, it gets super hot outside and you drink water bottles that are sitting outside, right? Like all of these things can play a role. So when it comes to starting to make swaps, I always recommend that people 
start small because one, it can be super expensive to start making these swaps. And again, like I mentioned earlier, this is not about perfection. This is about being a mindful consumer. This is recognizing that, okay, like while these things are common, like it's really not normal or, or okay, right? To be exposed to literally all of these things in our environment, especially when we're at a place where infertility is at its highest, you know, endometriosis and, you know, similar conditions are becoming much more prevalent. You know, there, there's so many things that are much more prevalent today that weren't an issue 40 to 50 years ago. And again, this is where, you know, we do want to start looking at some things that we can start to swap out. So whenever my clients are asking me like, Hey coach, like what should I start swapping out first? I always like to recommend the things that you use the most frequently, right? The things that come in contact with your body the most. So for me, like it was like my laundry detergent, it was my deodorant, um, it was my toothpaste, right? Like these three things are things that 100% every single day are coming in contact with my body. And then I started to swap out my glass containers. Those were the, the main things that I started off with. And then I started kind of slowly phasing out other things. But like I mentioned, it can be really pricey and you know, I don't want you to feel like you have to completely turn your house upside down. I've seen people completely do this and if that's something you wanna do, that's totally okay. That was not financially feasible for me. And you know, I think it's totally okay to let some of your things run out and then when it's time to, you know, go buy the next thing, maybe you then switch to a more low tox thing. But again, don't, stress yourself out about it, do what you can, you know, even just a tiny or just a couple different swaps can really make all the difference. Because again, this is reducing the burden on your liver. Ladies, if your liver is constantly being bogged down with all of these environmental toxins, this can definitely contribute to period problems. Your liver has over 500 jobs detoxing and filtering out medications, endocrine disruptors, like the ones I mentioned, and I didn't even mention birth control, but that's technically an endocrine disruptor too. Like if your body is sitting here having to flush stuff out all day, manage your blood sugar when you're not eating breakfast, you know, stay on top of all of its other 500 functions, like it's going to get tired and it's not going to be able to keep up with all of its tasks, you know, and it might get a little bit sluggish when it comes to flushing some of these things out. And that's where we can really start to see some hormonal imbalances where we can really start to see some PMS issues, heavy menstrual cycles, endo flares. And obviously it's more than just liver congestion, right? There's a digestive component as well. Like your gut health can also play a really big role in your liver health and vice versa. Like if your liver is not able to flush out these toxins, these toxins are gonna to have a hard time getting out of your body, right? And say, for example, you're a woman who maybe only poops two, three times a week, right? your body's not gonna be able to flush those toxins out. And these toxins can actually be very disruptive to the gut microbiome. And as I've talked about in many episodes now, your gut plays a huge role in hormone balance, reducing inflammation in the body and that kind of thing. And that's why like when my clients are on gut healing journeys, we're also spending time talking about endocrine disruptors and environmental toxins because these can you know, impact intestinal permeability. These can place a lot of stress and burden on the gut microbiome, heavy metals like mercury, aluminum, you know, I know we use a lot of aluminum foil whenever we cook, but you know, realistically, like, especially if you're in a place where your body is not able to efficiently detox, like your body can actually hold on to and store some of this aluminum, 
which can be problematic. It can place a lot of strain on the GI tract in addition to some of the other health implications that can occur. And am I saying that you're going to die from using aluminum foil? No. So I do want to be clear with that, but I have, you know, run some hair, um, hair tissue mineral analyses on people just to kind of get a look at what their heavy metals are looking like and what their vitamin and mineral levels are looking like. And it's been interesting to see some of these people who do regularly cook with aluminum foil or use aluminum deodorants have pretty high levels of aluminum, which is not normal at all. Typically, these people also have major GI issues, liver congestion, and some other things going on, which is probably why their body is holding on to these heavy metals. But, you know, realistically, like your body should be able to, you know, detox these in like low amounts, right? So again, you know, that's why like I'm saying like we don't need perfection here, but really working to make some swaps can really make all the difference because again, like if you are working to optimize healing, you really want to get the most bang for your buck on your gut healing journey. You're really going to want to start working to remove some of these endocrine disruptors because, you know, bacteria, parasites, these things love to feed off of toxins. So you will probably already have a good bit in your body that you might not even be aware of because you could have these bacterial overgrowth or these parasitic infections. But once you work to start to treat them, your body will release these toxins and that can also play a very, or place a, you know, large burden on the liver as it works to kind of flush back through some of these toxins. Okay. So again, start small, start with the things you're most commonly exposed to, and then, you know, slowly start to work on other things. For some people, it can take a year for some people, they do it in like a couple months, but again, don't feel pressured and, you know, just start doing what you can. Okay. Because it matters more than you think and more than you can see and feel in this given moment. And just because I'm a human. Okay. I want all of y'all to know that my environment is not perfect. Your girl still has quote unquote toxic things in her environment, but that's why it's called low tox and not non-toxic. While you might be using some non-toxic items, we also want to be human and recognize that stressing out about every little thing is not going to serve you either. Okay. But one toxin endocrine disruptor I did not talk about, which I plan to talk about, but had forgotten about because I was so focused on cosmetics and that kind of thing is alcohol. Okay, so before we wrap up this episode, I wanted to shoot you guys a little reminder, maybe a little bit of tough love, that if you were somebody who was stressing out over your environment and all the little ingredients in your makeup and whatever, but you are out here boozing all the time, baby girl, we might need to look at our priorities and really take some time to look up and understand what alcohol is and how it impacts the human body because alcohol is probably one of the biggest endocrine disrupting chemicals out there, okay? I know there's nothing wrong with having a drink here and there. It's nice to be able to have a cocktail with your friends, but too much of anything can become problematic and that is 100% how it goes for alcohol, okay? So with love, guys. If you are a lady who struggles with period pain and you are more concerned with your makeup, your laundry detergent, your non-stick pans, but you're out here boozing, girl, we gotta talk. If you're enjoying this podcast, please take a moment to leave a review or a rating, share with a friend or somebody that you think might benefit from this episode. As always, thank you guys so much for tuning in and we will see you guys next week. Bye.